listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Welcome back to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode number 50. Uh, a bit of a milestone for this small little podcast that just sort of flies under the radar, but I'm thankful for the dedicated little audience that keeps to, seems to keep coming back and listening. Very much appreciated. And yeah, I'm I'm rewarding you by doing a bit of a lazy episode this time out. So there you go. Um, so sometimes I do episodes where it's like a, they must be destroyed on site grab bag where I pick songs that I've featured in episodes of the movie podcast. But this time out, I'm going to do something even a little bit lazier. It's going to be a playlist composed of just sort of recent watches, highlights of recent watches over the last few months. Um, so these could be anything that I've either watched for another podcast, uh, watched with friends in a streaming party, um, watched with my girlfriend, or just watched on my own. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. going to do it chronologically, as in starting with the earliest produced movies out of the list and going forward to, I think we go from 1963 to... 2020, something along those lines, 2021, so pretty much right up to the present. So, yeah, we're going to do that, and, well, nothing to do but start off here. So we're going to look at um, two Mario Bava films. Uh, If people are not familiar with the podcast Under the Stairs, uh, produced by Duncan McLeish, great horror podcast, he has a little side podcast that's part of that feed, which is the uh, movie club. So listeners of the podcast, uh, friends of the podcast, etc., they're given a movie every month, and they have to either write or record a review for those movies. And he usually does a four-month block theme. So four movies of a certain theme and usually it's, you know, a director or something like that. So, uh, we've been doing Mario Bava. Uh, we did the whip in the body and kill baby kill. So I'm going to be doing some music from those. First, we're going to have Windsor concerto from the whip in the body from 63 and the main theme from kill baby kill from 66. So we got a nice Gothic horror from Mario Bava. And then we have his sort of, uh, gothic ghost story. Um, you can argue the whip in the body is a ghost story, but I don't think there's actually a ghost in it. Uh, if anything, uh, it's just an illusion, a uh, manifestation of the sexual repression of the main character in that film. Um, but yeah, these were both these pieces were both done by Carlo uh, Rusticelli. And he was a guy who's an Italian composer whose career spanned from the 40s till about the 80s or 90s, somewhere around there. 
sometimes with some of these Italian and just European composers in general, they'll have credits on like everything and it's hard to, to get it all, uh, compiled, but, uh, he did a bunch of other stuff, uh, some spaghetti westerns, killer be killed, one dollar too many train for Durango ace high. Uh, he did the, uh, Charlton Heston call the wild. Um, he did the white Fang series, uh, there was two Lucio Fulci movies about White Fang, and then there was like an unofficial sequel as well. He did the music for those. And the last credit I see for him as far as movies, um, or the second last credit I think it was, was for Blade Master, which is also uh, Etor 2. And if you know that series, well, that's certainly, um, I'd, <laughs> I'd have to say probably the music is the best thing <laughs> going for that movie. Uh probably quality lies so uh there we go yeah we're gonna look at those and we'll come back with the next block of songs
So two of the songs in this next block come from a film that was on my watch list for Letterboxd. Um, I was looking for some more serious Walter Matthau films to watch. Um, as much as I like his sort of lighter fare and his comedy stuff, I, I kind of really like his uh, jolly bulldog face, you know, put in like 1970s crime films and stuff like that. And I'd heard that uh, Charlie Varick from 1973 was hot shit. Um, and so uh, finally checked that out and I loved it. Um, just a great little crime picture where uh, Walter Matthau plays this guy who's always a couple steps ahead of the people coming after him. Um, although, you know, he's, he's just a very pragmatic, very straightforward guy who is all business when it comes to surviving and getting away with the money he stole and shit like that. Like a very good film. I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but we're going to look at bank robbery and last of the independence from Charlie Varick from 73. And this is uh Lalo Schifrin, a uh, great composer been on, been featured many, many times on this uh, podcast. So there you go. After that, we're going to look at something that I watched with my girlfriend a few months back. We've been uh, picking through some interesting films that she wanted to watch. Uh, this is one I hadn't watched, so it was uh, a nice little filling a, filling of a gap in my uh, film knowledge. We watched Female Trouble from 74, the uh, John Waters film starring Divine. And we're going to look at Underwater and the main theme from Female Trouble. And Underwater's kind of interesting. It's from a group called the Frogmen. And I did a little searching here to find out who the hell these guys were. Uh, credit to Razor Wire Pictures blog. Apparently did even a better deep dive than I was uh, trying for here. Uh, they came up with some information. Basically, they were like a high school band that recorded a few singles and then just sort of disbanded and disappeared, which was the story of a lot of sort of talented or semi-talented musicians back in the day. They'd, they'd record a few singles in a studio, you know, they'd get the money to do it or whatever. It might get released on something, and they never got picked up to, like, record an album or whatever, and they just sort of disappeared. Um, I guess some of their stuff appeared on some official Beach Boys releases, as well as just a bunch of surf compula compilations all across, you know, the, the, the ensuing decades. Um, but yeah, just a good little sort of surf tune here. And then we're going to look at the main theme, like I said, and this is Divine singing this. Uh, the music's done by someone called Bob Harvey, who has no other credits as far as I can tell. And uh, John Waters wrote the lyrics for this one. So yeah, we're going to look at these, and that's going to take us to our halfway point on this episode, and we'll do some quick podcast promos for a little break here, and we'll come back with the second half of the show.
there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of compañeros get together, and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser-known cult-type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. I might have a listen one day. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is Michael Caine, award-winning film actor you may know from such cinematic achievements as A Muppet's Christmas Carol and Jaws for The Revenge, where I played a character named after a fucking sandwich. I approve of the following promotional message. Do you like movies? Well, of course you do, you silly twit. You're listening to a movie podcast right now. Do you like podcasts about movies? I mean, if you're listening to this, your life is empty and without direction. So of course you do. Why not continue the spiral downwards with They must be destroyed on sight! Yet another semi-regular podcast about film that will occupy some of that empty space in your soul. We cover every genre, but focus on a lot of obscure and cult films with a leaning towards exploitation. If you want a podcast that's going to talk about a silent film from the 1920s one week and a sleazy biker film from the 1960s the next, and then back to something like Singing in the Rain the next episode. They must be destroyed on sight! Maybe for you. So tune in and join regular hosts Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and Lee Hardy, as well as the odd guest hosts at tmbdos.podbean.com Thank you, Drive Through. Right, back to the second half of the show here and just goes to show what a lazy episode this is I fucked up uh, I said I was doing the films chronologically but uh, we're going back a couple years to 1971 here we've got Cisco Pike the Chris Christopherson starring vehicle here as a uh, folk musician who just got out of jail for some drug charges and crooked cop Gene Hackman sort of blackmails him into getting back on the street and hooking up with his old drug connections to sell some illegal uh, high-grade marijuana that Gene Hackman has somehow gotten a hold of. And he's got to do it within a weekend. So good stuff there. It's, it's more of a hangout movie, although it's, it's also kind of a neo-noir, but it's more of a hangout movie. Uh, where Chris Chris Christopherson just, you know, starts finding these people and talking to them and trying to sell them the drugs. And um, just you follow him going around town with Gene Hackman, just sort of hounding him. And a really, really good movie. Uh, This was another one that was sort of just on my letterboxed. So this is The Pilgrim, Chapter 33 from Cisco Pike. And then we're going to move on to the 80s. And this was a watch party with friends from a couple weeks back. 
We're going to look at Combat Drop and Ripley's Rescue from Aliens from 1986. And uh, it had been a while since I'd seen Aliens, and it was a lot more fun um, than I had expected. I've always liked Aliens, but I always thought it was inferior to Alien and in a kind of almost snobbish way. Um, and this time out, I just sort of watched it in the sort of context of, you know what, this is not really in the same universe. This is the big budget action film version of Alien. And if you look at it in that sort of way, it kind of works on its own terms. It's a, it just feels like a different universe in a lot of, in a lot of ways compared to, uh, the original Alien. So I sort of keep them separate. Um, enjoyed this a lot. And I mean, it's James Horner. What are you going to do? Most of his stuff sounds very similar this sounds, uh, a lot of the stuff in this one actually kind of sounds quite a bit like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, which was, you know, within the same span of a few years or whatever. Um, yeah, it's good stuff, though. Uh, the soundtrack, the action, the acting, uh, the special effects, everything really hold up, and they all combine together really well. And after that, we'll be back with our next block songs. He has tasted good and evil in your bedrooms and your bars. He's traded in tomorrow for today. Running from his devil's lord and reaching for the stars. Losing all he loved along the way And he keeps right on a-changing For the better or the worse Searching for a shrine he's never found Never knowing if believing Is a blessing or a curse Or if the going up was worth the coming down He's a poet, he's a picker, he's a prophet, he's a pusher, he's a pilgrim and a preacher and a problem when he's stoned. He's a walking contradiction, partly truth, partly fiction, taking ever wrong direction on his lonely way back home.
Alright, and now we're going to do the final block of songs. I think we got five here left to go through. First up, this was another watch party thing. This one was kind of disappointing. This was in a double bill uh, one night where we watched uh, this and Chopping Mall. Uh, the movie we're talking about here, though, is Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl, Bowlorama. Not as fun as I remembered it to be. It's kind of like, oh, there's some very good moments of boobies and just scandally clad ladies. And then a lot of boring shit. George Buck Flowers shows up for a few scenes and does some fun shit. And Linnea Quigley gets to be a badass. But other than that, a really bad racist puppet and a lot of boring shit that just doesn't hold interest at all. Um, some of the music in it's pretty good, though. And uh, we got Here in the Darkness by someone called Greg Stone. He's only got a couple credits, um, and I think they're both for this song. Uh, it shows up in another film called The Skull 2 Atonement, um, which I'm kind of wondering if this is like some small independent short film sequel to the amicus film the skull from back in the uh what the 60s or was it the 70s i can't quite remember at the moment but it seems like maybe it is um there's very little about it on imdb so i don't know um the song itself was uh written by multi-platinum selling producer bassist and songwriter bob parr though so i guess he just probably brought this guy into uh, sing for it or whatever but and there's not much more on Bob Parr either his, his credits are he's got a lot of credits but he's, he's just kind of a jack of all trades uh, music guy who's just been doing a little bit of everything for a fairly long career so there you go then we're going to move on to a real classic this was another watch party with friends we got All Little Bubblegum and Wake Up from They Live from 1988 of course John Carpenter Alan Howarth. Um, what else can you say about it? It's a great soundtrack, great movie. Uh, still has a lot to say today, unfortunately, about the state of the world. Um, but at least you can forget about the ills of the world for a little while and watch this movie and kind of enjoy the uh, Keith David, Roddy Piper street fight and a bunch of cool gimmicks and jokes and uh, fun stuff and uh, Buck Flowers and that too so there you go um, then we move on to the breakup song from Let Me In from 2010 this is the remake of Let the Right One In and uh, this is from the Greg Kin band I'm not too familiar with them but I love this song and it stuck with me so I was like I gotta find me this um I watched this recently because I recorded an episode for uh, The Dark Parade, a podcast under the Legion Podcast Network, uh, Bo Ransdale. And uh, we had a fun time talking about this film. Um, the Dark Parade's doing, like, uh, let's look at different little franchises and stuff, and uh, we'll do a bunch of episodes on those franchises every month or whatever. So far, that's what he's been doing anyway. And... Um, Good little horror podcast, just got started, and uh, I enjoyed my time on it, hope to come back soon, and uh, that episode should be out, I think, mid to late December, so look for that. And we're going to finish off with So Busted from the Suicide Squad, this is by a band called Culture Abuse, I 
don't really know anything about them. And I didn't do any research. I just really liked the song. It's very short and sweet, but I dug it. I dug the Suicide Squad. I watched this with my girlfriend as well. And we both had a real good time watching this one. It's just a real fun superhero movie. doesn't take itself too seriously. Just unrelentlessly kills a bunch of uh, DC Comics, um, like C and D characters. Uh, you know, they can make four or five more of these Suicide Squad movies where they're just digging up these old, obscure DC characters and murdering them, and I'd be a happy boy. What can I tell you? Um, definitely a lot more fun than uh, any of the sort of Marvel movies so far in the uh, fourth phase or whatever the fuck. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, we'll be back at the end of December for our last show of this year. And until then, guys, take care of yourselves, and we'll be back when we're back. Cheers.
episodes, please go to tmbpos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.